everybody, and welcome to uh, Keep It Real with Dr. Lil. I wanted to come on today to talk about these questions I had. There were quite a few questions that came to me about circumstances and people who have been following some things that we're a part of in the community and trying to empower people and to help them make themselves better. But I want to formally say, hi, my name is Dr. Lillian Coley, better known as Dr. Lil. You have reached Keep It Real with Dr. Lil. And Keeping It Real with Dr. Lil is basically an innovative podcast talk show in order to empower the community to make the best of their circumstances and to also not be victims of it. So what I'm trying to do along with other people is to help you help yourself. So we've been doing some series for different things that are happening in the community. People have been having circumstances in the community as well as the court system, the judicial system, and also trying to do legislation. Today, I wanna to talk about fraud on the court. Fraud on the court or fraud, sometimes it's a combination of both, can be addressed in your case so forth and so I've been getting a lot of questions about that. Fraud on the court basically deals with you having an experience with someone giving the court, the court false or misleading information they know to be untrue. And then the court relies on that information and or your attorney and that information becomes part of the outcome of the case. As I told other people, you don't need to continue to worry about unraveling it. Even if you don't go back and unravel or, or what they say, void it out, fraud is still fraud. No matter whether you do it, uh, whether you void it or not, it's still not true. So what you could do, depending on what court platform you're in, you can address the court by doing a modification in the family court, or you can, if it's in the civil court, you can just also ask for the damages and or ask the court to void it out. Nonetheless, as I stated to certain persons, they had problems with legal loyalty, uh, information and orders that just were not true. I told them to not panic because if you have the information, the documentation, and if you have a credible judge and the court is working to search for the truth, there's some courts that are not searching for the truth. They never were searching to the truth. The truth was just not something in their radar at all. It was all about, in some cases, some courts, unfortunately, is about covering up and you know lying in their pockets, if you will. But nonetheless, if you have a court and a judge who is trying to uphold the law, you can execute your rights by asking for a modification in the family court, going and saying, I need a modification to this order. And you and they'll say what the modification is, you'll say, see attached to some degree. And in that attachment, you'll say it's fraud that occurred and fraud upon the court. There's no statutory limitation. So whenever there's fraud, you can come back at any time and unravel it. If for some reason the court has never addressed the fraud on the court or taken it seriously, that doesn't still mean that it wasn't fraud. Anything that was derived from fraud, the foundation of something, everything after that is legal loyalty. Let me say it again. Anything that has a foundation where it's not true and the decision was made on an untruth statement and all those things, you know, in regard to that particular action, and then from that action, if anything else came out of it, anything after it is also considered void. So you don't need to um, promote, you don't need to enforce something that has no legal rights. 
you have to go back to where the thing is and show them where that beginning is uh, caused the problem and or is a problem or isn't real or whatever the case may be. And from there, everything else after that would be legal naughty. And you can't start something on untrue statements. So, and if you have damages, sometimes people have damages, attorney damages, in certain states, there's a threshold. If your damages exceed 2,000, 3,000, then um, you are entitled, you're entitled to your damages back, period. But you're entitled to your damages back even more when it's actually over a certain amount. Because in some people's cases, those damages can transmit into their equity or their homes or where they live. Because sometimes certain damages will take away from your bills from your home and so forth and so on. And you lost it over here because somebody came into court and misrepresented the truth. So as I said, today is dealing with fraud and fraud in the court. For those, I got a couple questions that came to me about certain things in regard to their circumstance. And as I said to before, no matter what somebody says, whenever there is fraud, fraud uh, just trumps everything. So therefore you don't need to defend fraud Fraud cannot be litigated, and then it cannot has no legal value. If for some reason the court or something is going on and you have people just doing some of those things, you can look for some of the statutes that are out there in regard to it. The federal constitution principles is binding, as all of us know. The federal constitutions or statutes are binding on the federal family court, and that's in cats versus cats. So some of the stuff you saw online as we were looking for some um, constitutional principles and helping people help themselves. Nonetheless, um, you have the power within you um, to take advantage of correcting things uh, because it should be corrected by the court. If the court for some reason does not correct it, it doesn't change the fact that the information provided or the information of the premise of that particular action uh, doesn't change the fact that it's not true. And anything that came out of that would also be fraud. Uh, fraud uh, judgments procured by fraud um, can be attacked at any time in any court. And they have, as we already said, they have no, and it's of course for the rights that are affected, but they have no legal rights. And the persons who are affected by the fraud should bring that to the attention of the court. So there were a few questions that came in about that. Some people were having some problems with the United States Supreme Court, uh, some of the statutes that they found with that. And it was very clear what the United States Supreme Court was saying in regards to this at Amendo versus Smith, uh, fraud dictates, dictates every act in, in any case, in every case. So in other words, as we were saying before, it takes, it, fraud destroys or fraud trumps it, fraud, fraud voids it, every act in a case. So once that particular thing is done, nothing else um, can be done afterwards until you get a clean slate of what's true. Anyone or any judge or any per person who wants to enforce fraud and um, doesn't do what's right in terms of fraud, the statutes are very clear as far as the federal codes, starting with 1907. It's very clear when it says these persons uh, or judgments or sentences that they're trying to do are considered trespassers. So what you have to do is take the information you did see online. There's a lot of good information in regard to fraud. It's very simple, um, very simple in terms of if you're running into that problem or have ran and you want to rectify the record, 
if for some reason you're stopped by the court and rectify the record. Sometimes a court may want to silence you. Once you discover what your rights are, they may say, hey, um, you're not gonna, we're not going to let you come back in court and do anything anymore. But the bottom line is even that action that the court may try to do is illegal. And it's illegal because you cannot deal with anything after the fraud as considered to be valid. So the fraud stops everything where it's at, nothing from that materialized. And yeah, of course, we talked about uh, there people do benefit from fraud. There are people who benefit from fraud. And unfortunately, sometimes their judges, their clerks, their the, 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 the law clerks, they're uh, people that, and attorneys, they benefit from fraud. In fact, there's some people I know and an attorney who actually said he's, his firm cannot function unless they have fraud. In other words, they got to keep the lies, whatever lies they got going, their cases, in order for money to be generated and they can build their clients. So some people and some organizations, which is illegal, their whole premise is on fraud and that's not, not your problem. What your concern is, is to do what you have to do with the court. Now, if the court for some reason is not doing what they need to do, you need to talk to your attorney general's office and your Department of Justice. And there's some other organizations that I think we've discussed before in regard to your local officials, the state people, and whom you have to make sure you are getting this information and doing what you need to do so that it, it's like a paper trail, so to speak, or you can show them what is going on and have a history in regard to the problem. So I just wanted to come on here very quickly and talk about fraud and fraud on the court. There's no statute of limitation. Fraud, once that occurs, everything after it is legal nullity. Nothing else that's done after that, if there is, is something is done, cannot be enforced. Because once the fraud takes place, nothing after it can be enforced because of this nature of the fact that the premise foundation of fraud um, vindicates that or dictates that. So you, if you wanted to, you could either go back to court and get that court that order void, or if that this discussion comes up, something in that related to that case comes up in another litigation, you would show through your documentation, we can't litigate this, even if it's something five or six years later. You can't litigate something that the premises or the foundation was based on fraud. And you will let the judge know that. And the, the records are clear. The statutes are clear. The federal statutes and state that those litigations are considered to be illegal. And people who try to litigate a order that has been based or obtained by fraud is considered trespassers of the law. So we're clear on that. So as far as all those things is concerned, just try to work with your if you have a good attorney, work with your attorney, of course, but also work with your local officials in regard to any concerns you may have, uh, what you might have in your evidence, so forth and so on. I hope this helps. Um, people were asking us, me, about my circumstance and how what we had done and some things that happened. And our stuff, you know, sometimes things happen where, as I said earlier, once the court realizes where they knew all along that you then told them what you told them and they're not answering your, your concern and you kind of make it plain about this is the concern and they don't address it, they can't do anything afterwards. They'll try, but they can't do anything legally. It's not a part of the rule of law. 
The rule of law is clear, convincing, and stable when it comes down to fraud and fraud upon the court. It needs to be rectified and changed and addressed. If it's not, for whatever reason, it doesn't change the fact it's still fraud. And if it's obtained by fraud, meaning it was false, it was a lie, and it cannot be uh, enforced. It cannot be litigated any further and used as a premise for another case. Or a, you know, you can't bring it up later and say, hey, this is what I'm using the, for you to do this. You can't do that. Because if something's based on that, it's based on fraud. And fraud cannot be enforced. So I thank God for all of you for your questions and stuff. I'm hoping you will be able to continue to work through whatever your circumstances. I want to come on off and on and talk about my legal story, your legal story, your questions you may have, like I'm doing today, and just try to address things that may concern the community and hopefully help you navigate through the, cir the circumstance or the system. This is a system that you have to navigate both um, internally and externally. You use these things wisely, and I think that we can make ourselves and our community a better place to live. Thank you so much. We look forward to talking with you soon and signing out.